Hey, what's up? And welcome back to today's episode of Build Your Tribe. I'm super excited to have you here today. And if this is your first time here, welcome to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about confidence, whether that's confidence to go live for the first time, to make your first Instagram reel, confidence to have the conversation that you need to have with your partner or with your boss. We're going to be talking about confidence and specifically 10 ways that I think you can develop confidence or or just feel more confident in whatever it is that you want to do. Before we get into the actual tips though, I want to talk about my beliefs around confidence for a second. Confidence is an emotion, in my opinion. It's something that you feel. I mean, think about it. You say, I feel confident or I don't feel confident. It's something that you feel emotionally. And so just like any other emotion, different people have different baselines. Just like some people are naturally more upbeat, positive, happy, and some people are naturally maybe more sad or more mellow. Everyone has different baselines. And in the same way, some people are naturally feeling more confident most of the time, and some people also might not feel as confident all the time. But in the same way that we can alter our emotional state, I think we can alter the way we are feeling when it comes to confidence. I think there are definitely ways to feel more confident. There are definitely ways to feel like you are more capable of doing something or to feel more comfortable even, have a higher self-esteem even in certain aspects. And I think a lot of these things that we're talking about today, you might at first be applying them to you know, putting your face on camera for the first time or stepping out of your comfort zone and recording your first YouTube video. But then you'll find out that it actually transcends this newfound confidence and affects a lot of other areas of your business and even your life as well. So let's get into my top 10 ways to feel more confident. Number one is I want you to think about all of the things that could go right. Let's reframe that negative self-talk. Oftentimes, when we are lacking in confidence or our self-esteem is low, it's because there's a negative self-talk that's talking about all the things that could go wrong. Oh, what if my family sees this and they don't approve? What if I get a negative comment? What if I get someone DMing me something mean? What if people don't like me? What if people don't comment? What if I don't get any engagement? What if I look silly? What if I embarrass myself? What if, what if, what if? And usually these what ifs are followed by negative statements. Try reframing those. What if something goes right? What if I get a great comment? What if my family loves it? What if by me stepping out of my comfort zone, my partner now feels comfortable stepping out of their comfort zone? What if by me taking a leap of faith in my business, my best friend now feels inclined to do the same? What if all of those things go right? What if this goes viral? And I get hundreds of thousands of followers and suddenly my email list is exploding and my customer base is through the roof. What if all of these good things happen? That's the first reframe I want you to try to think of if you're struggling with confidence. The second tip that I have for you is to remember your why. Remember your person. Remember the people you're doing it for. Oftentimes when we're lacking in confidence, it's because we are either talking to that internal critic or We are thinking about what a hater might think or what the negative Nancy might say or what the devil's advocate might oppose to whatever it is that we're doing. But oftentimes, those people have nothing to do with why we're doing the thing that we're doing. Maybe you want to go live on Instagram for the first time and your why is that you want to help more people. You want to serve your particular audience. 
Maybe you want to leave your business, your nine to five that you've been working at, and you want to do this entrepreneurship thing full time. And your why is to create financial stability and financial freedom for your family, to be able to be at all of your kids' sporting events and take them to school every day and be a more present parent. Maybe that's your why. But whatever your why may be, it's important to remember that. I think that Early on in my business, when I was first launching Unwrap Snap way back in 2016, it was definitely strange. It was definitely unique for a college student and even a college student athlete to be posting on their Instagram and their Snapchat and be talking kind of like an influencer, even though I definitely didn't have the followers that most influencers do. It was weird. And definitely a lot of people might have given me a funny look here or there. But I had to remember my why. I had to remember that even back then when I had 2,000 followers, I knew my why. And my why was to create financial freedom from my parents, to financially separate from them. And I wanted to help as many people as possible. I wanted to serve people. And now I've been able to help hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs, but that never would have been possible if I didn't just get over that hump and get over that inner self-critic that was telling me all the reasons I shouldn't do it. I had to remember my why and my purpose before I could move forward. And that actually gave me a lot of confidence. Which brings me to my next tip around confidence, and that's that confidence comes from practice. Have you ever noticed the correlation that the best athletes in the world are also usually the most confident athletes in the world? And that confidence and that skill comes from hours and hours of practice and preparation. Now, maybe you don't want to be the Michael Jordan or the Tom Brady of Instagram Reels per se, but if you want to perform better, if you want to feel more confident and more comfortable, it takes practice. So how can you practice? You can record these things, you can test writing your emails, you can practice your live videos or your webinars without an audience, just record it on your phone or practice in front of a loved one or a friend, or You can practice on social medias that other people might call dead. You can also practice on other social medias that maybe you're not explicitly trying to grow. What do I mean by that? Maybe you've heard that Snapchat is dead. Maybe you don't even have a Snapchat account. Maybe you're like, I'm never going to use Snapchat for business, Brock. Why are you talking about Snapchat right now? Because think about this. If you're scared to put your face on Instagram... Scared to go direct to camera with Instagram stories or to go live on Instagram? What if you created a Snapchat account that allowed you to practice? You could practice recording and where to look at the screen and how to hold your phone and uploading these videos to your Snapchat stories. And maybe no one's following you on Snapchat and it'll never ever get a view, but this is a free opportunity for you to practice. Moreover, let's talk about TikTok. Maybe you're like, Brock, I'm never going to do TikTok. I don't want to do dancing. Fine, fine, fine. First of all, I don't think you have to dance on TikTok. I think that's a big misconception, but that's not what we're talking about today. Let's say you want to do an Instagram reel for the first time. You're like, listen, I've heard Brock and his mom, Shalene, talk about how reels are really helping people grow their business and their following right now. And I want to do a reel, but like, I just feel so uncomfortable. I've never done it before. I've never used TikTok. So, you know, I just feel uncomfortable and and not confident with my reels. Well, what if you downloaded TikTok? You just kept your account private so no one could even see your videos. You didn't let anyone follow you, but you practiced making TikToks and that practice could then translate to Instagram reels. There's so many other examples of this, but 
there are plenty of opportunities for you to practice creating content without even having to actually publish it. And that practice will lead to more confidence when it is time to actually produce the content, go live, post that video, send that email, whatever it may be. My next tip, and this is going to get a little bit meta for a second, but it's to examine where your confidence is coming from. Now, I know that's a tough question, but oftentimes if our confidence is waning because of our performance, then that might mean that our identity is wrapped up in our performance. I can tell you on a personal note, personal example, personal story here, for a long time in my football career, my self-worth, my identity was very much tied and wrapped up in my football identity. Like who I was as a quarterback was who I was as a person. So if I didn't perform well, if I threw a lot of interceptions and I had a low completion rate and my team lost the game, well, then my self-worth and my confidence was really low because those things were wrapped up in my identity. And my identity at that time was as a football player. So if your identity is wrapped up in your social media persona and how many followers and likes you're getting and how you're perceived online, well, then when you don't perform well online, then of course, naturally, the next step is that your self-worth is going to hurt and your confidence is going to go down. So I know we're talking big picture here, but you got to examine like where is your self-worth coming from? What is your identity wrapped up in? For me, the shift that took place was recognizing my self-worth and my identity tied to God and relying on my faith. That's really what changed for me. That's something that changed my football career and my business career. So take a moment, even if you have to pause this podcast right now and really, you know, be honest with yourself. Where is your identity wrapped up in? What do you draw your self-worth from? My next tip is to actually follow that scary train of thought. Oftentimes I see posts on Instagram, I listen to podcasts or I read books that will say, you know, like, don't listen to the negative thoughts. And even earlier I was telling you, you know, to think about what could go right rather than what could go wrong. But let's follow that scary train of thought for a minute. And let's use the example of going live on Facebook. So let's say you're scared to go live on Facebook. Ask yourself, well, why am I scared to go live? Well, I'm scared to go live on Facebook because, you know, if it's a live broadcast, I might mess up. Okay, so you might mess up. What does that mean if you mess up? Well, if I mess up, then, you know, it's not perfect. And then, you know, someone might, you know, see that I messed up and they might leave a comment. Okay. So someone left a comment. Is that the worst thing that could happen? Well, you know, they could unfollow me. They could unfriend me and leave a a negative comment on my live video. That's the end of that scary train of thought. So you are stopping yourself from going live and serving hundreds, if not thousands of people because you're scared of one hypothetical person unfollowing and leaving a negative comment? In my opinion, the pros far outweigh the cons. And oftentimes I think it's beneficial to kind of follow that scary train of thought and talk through it. You know, what's the worst that could happen? And if that worst thing does happen, is it the end of the world? Is it going to be catastrophic and detrimental to your business? Oftentimes, probably not. Oftentimes I think our imagination is scarier than whatever actually exists. I remember my first time ever going to a scary movie. I was with a couple of my guy friends and I had my eyes closed and buried inside my sweatshirt. And one of my friends nudged me and he was like, dude, just watch. I promise it's so much scarier if you don't look because then your imagination fills in the gaps with whatever your worst fears are. I was like, wow, that is really profound for a seventh grader. But I watched and yeah, it scared the crap out of me, but it would have been a lot more scary 
if my imagination was able to run wild and come up with my own worst fears. My next tip for you to help improve your confidence is to get an accountability partner. Or maybe you could also call this person like a hype partner. Someone to pump you up, someone who motivates you, inspires you, someone who's kind of like your cheerleader, you know? Someone who can simultaneously hold you accountable and be like, hey, you said you were going to do this thing on this date at this time, you better do it. And can also simultaneously cheer for you and can be like, you are so awesome. That was great what you just did. I'm so proud of you. Having that accountability partner, that cheerleader is a great boost to your own confidence. Whether that's a friend, a partner, maybe that's someone just online through social media who you connect with. It's really valuable to have someone cheering you along. I mean, there's a reason that for most of us, positive feedback works better than that negative feedback. My next tip for you is to not compare. Absolutely do not compare. If you take one thing and one thing alone away from this podcast episode, it's that comparison is the thief of joy. That's not my quote. I don't remember who said that or the first time I heard it, but comparison is the thief of joy. If you are comparing yourself to others, you are comparing your Instagram account to someone else's, you're comparing how many YouTube subscribers you have to someone else, you're comparing your email list size, your business numbers, how many clients you have, how many comments you got, you are comparing the way your body looks, the way your skin looks to somebody else, that's the thief of joy. That literally takes away your happiness because there's always going to be someone better. There's always going to be someone who looks a little bit prettier, who has a little bit more followers, who has a bigger email list, who made more money, who has a happier looking family. And you can't compare yourself to them because number one, you aren't them. You're at a different stage on a different journey than they are. And number two, you might just be seeing those things through social media. You might not be getting the full picture, pun intended. It's no secret that a lot of people only put their wins on Instagram. It's no secret that people are only sharing their best moments for the most part. So I plead with you to not compare yourself to others. I know it's tough. Some tangible ways that you cannot compare yourself is to limit the amount of consumption you have through social media. Use social media to connect with your audience, to produce content, but try for the most part to do very little actual consuming on social media. Try to not look at other people's accounts. If you find yourself constantly comparing yourself to someone, unfollow that person, even mute them. If it's a personal friend, tell them like, hey, you know, be honest with them. I find myself comparing myself to you a lot. So if I'm not looking at your content as much recently, just know it's nothing you did wrong. Implementing tangible barriers to block yourself from comparing yourself to other people is a great way to kind of get over this comparison game hurdle. My next tip for you is to make a gratitude list. The next time your confidence is low, your self-esteem is hurting, make a list of all the things that you are grateful for, all the things that you could be grateful for. I promise you, you could never finish that list. That list is probably infinitely long. You could fill pages and pages and pages of things that you could be grateful for. I mean, just for the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now, I think there's Plenty of things you could be grateful for. You should be grateful for having a device that is able to play podcasts. What about living in an era where you can listen to someone from around the world? What about having the opportunity to grow and gain new knowledge or being grateful that you can hear? Like you can actually listen to me and hear me right now. Being grateful that air is filling your lungs and exiting. You're able to breathe. You woke up today. Those are plenty of things to be grateful for and I don't even know you personally. So making a gratitude list is a great way to kind of combat that negative self-talk or your hurting ego or your lack of confidence, whatever it may be. 
The next tip that I have for you is to try your best not to overanalyze. And I went back and forth. I almost said, try your best not to analyze at all. You know, honestly, when I was first starting out in business and on Snapchat and on TikTok and on YouTube, I wouldn't go back and rewatch. And you know, to this day, I still really don't go back and re-listen to a lot of the podcasts that I record. I try my best to not overanalyze myself because I know that at the end of the day, I am my own worst critic. And that's true for you too. You are your own worst critic. You are always going to be tougher on yourself than anyone else, anyone on social media, anyone in your family. Your own internal judge is always going to be the harshest on you. It's always going to be very forgiving of other people. Oh, they didn't mean it. Oh, it's just natural. Oh, you know, they're having a bad day. But with yourself, oftentimes we don't give ourselves that grace. So try to, you know, give yourself some grace. Don't overanalyze yourself. And honestly, if that's a big struggle for you is that perfectionism or that overanalyzing, try to not analyze yourself at all. Try your best to just make the post, send the email, type the blog, whatever it may be. And as soon as you hit done, like you're done. Typos and all, you're submitting that thing. The rough draft, that's the final draft. Try your best to just practice that to get over the hump of overanalyzing. And then my final tip for you to help you with your confidence is to take on an alter ego. Now, I know this might sound a little bit weird, but hopefully, maybe, I can calm your apprehensiveness by telling you that this is something that Beyonce used to do. Yes, Queen Bee used to struggle with confidence. When she was growing up and first starting her pop career, she was new to the game. She had grown up singing in churches, singing very modestly, not wearing anything scandalous, but just singing church songs and performing on Sundays. That was what she was used to. And yes, she had a beautiful voice, but she wasn't used to pop and everything that she does now. So when she first started performing, she would take on an alter ego before going on stage. And she actually named this alter ego, which is something that I would recommend you do as well. She named her alter ego Sasha Fierce. If you don't believe me, you can look this up. She gave this alter ego to herself as a way to say, you know, when I'm on stage performing pop, when I'm, you know, dancing and wearing scandalous clothing, whatever, like I'm going to take on this alter ego. It's not me up there. It's Sasha Fierce. So I can kind of step into that role. I can be as confident as Sasha Fierce is. And then when I walk off stage, I'm Beyonce again. Eventually, She didn't need this alter ego. Eventually, Sasha Fierce just became who she was. This confidence integrated with her real life self. It integrated and became the Beyonce, the Queen Bee that we all know and love today. So I know it might seem a little bit funny or sound ridiculous, but go ahead. Name your alter ego. Come up with a confident self, the ideal self who's super confident, super outgoing, who's going to write that blog, who's going to write that resignation letter, who's going to go live for the first time or record their first TikTok or reel or post on their Instagram stories with their face, without makeup, without a filter. Take on that alter ego. Enjoy that confidence. And then eventually you'll get more used to it. You won't need the alter ego because you will just be confident. You won't be scared. You'll remember your why. You'll draw your self-worth from something that's not based on your performance. I hope that you walk away from this podcast today feeling just a little bit more confident. Maybe there's something that you've just been so scared to do. Your confidence has been holding you back and now you feel like you are actually going to do it. You feel confident, you feel ready, or maybe you just 
feel like you're going to implement one of the 10 things that I just described and start working on that confidence to build up the confidence or the self-esteem to do whatever that thing may be. The one final tip that I will give you is that it's very powerful and useful when we make declarations, when we make commitments. So if you're feeling so inclined, if you feel moved or motivated, or you feel inspired from listening to this podcast today, number one, thank you so much. But number two, I encourage you to write a review for this podcast and don't even make it like, I love the podcast. I love Brock and Shaleen. They have such a great duo. I love their Instagram tips. Thank you for that. But don't even worry about that. Just make your review a declaration. Tell me what you feel inspired to do. Tell me what your newfound confidence is going to lead to. Write a review that isn't even a review of the podcast. It's just your own personal moment to tell us what you are going to do next, to tell us what big breakthrough you just had. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to read all of these responses and to hear all of the newfound ventures that you're going to dive into because you now have the confidence to do so. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, happy networking. I just want to mention to those of you who are on Instagram and trying to grow your Instagram, you probably know that Brock and I did a five-day challenge. It was $27 and it was insane. We had like 5,000 people go through it and they were blown away. But what we've decided to do since then is for the very same price, offer people a 30-day experience. It's called Insta Club Hub. And it's for those of you who have a small following or a large following, you've got tons of questions about Instagram. It is everything you could possibly ever need to know about Instagram. We go live twice a month. If you miss the live, it's recorded. This is an amazing membership site where once you become a member, once you join, you can log in and like any question you have, you just type it in and it will populate an answer for you that Brock or I have created very recently. And if the answer doesn't pop up, then your question will be emailed to us and we'll either record a voicemail or a video or a written reply explaining to you how to do whatever it is. Like maybe you can't figure out how to get music on your reels or how do I get a swipe up if I don't have 10,000 followers or how do I put a link in my IGTVs? Like every question you could have, like how do I promote my products if I'm in a network marketing organization and I don't want to turn people off? How do I get new followers? Everything you could ever possibly need to know about Instagram is covered for you. You get two top Instagram experts for less than a dollar a day. Hey, I want you to check it out, okay? I know you'll love it. Go to instaclubhub.com. Again, it's instaclubhub.com. And I'd love to have you join us. Mm -hmm.